0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Well, why don't you go ahead raise your hands if you need notes. We have notes for you to fill in blanks if you're new to our church. Thanks, brother. Love you too. Um, I'm not going to tell you what he said. But anyways, uh, if you need notes, the ushers are in the aisle. If you're new to our church, if you're a guest tonight, first of all, welcome It's always a joy and a privilege to have you here as a guest. We honor our guests. But if you're a guest, on Wednesday nights, we provide notes, notes that you can follow along, fill in blanks, many reasons for that. You actually learn and uh, uh, retain a whole lot more when you're not just hearing, but seeing and participating. So grab those notes before we get started, and um, let's go ahead before the Lord. We have a lot to get into with a short period of time. How many believe I'm going to finish my notes tonight? Don't. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's just, I trick you every time. Don't believe it. No, actually, I've, I've gotten better, whereas if you look on the end of your notes, there's blanks already filled in, because I know it's just, you're going to, you, because people come up to me every time, what is these last five blanks? So now we figured out to give me a little cushion. And... Um, we're starting tonight our Summer in Psalms marathon. And it is a marathon because we're going to continue throughout the summer uh, nights, Wednesday nights, the summer months on Wednesday nights. And uh, there'll be a few Wednesdays here and there. We'll have a guest speaker, and the children's ministry is going to be doing some things. But basically, every Wednesday, one of the pastors on staff will get up and they're going to teach one of their favorite Psalms. Isn't that pretty cool? So, throughout the summer, you're going to get a study in the book of Psalms. It's not going to be every psalm. Obviously, there's 150, I and mean, how many know we can't do that? We're good, but I don't think we're that good. But it's an opportunity for the pastors to bring their favorite psalm and help us to be enlightened and taught and maybe see some things we didn't see before. Maybe to refresh you, uh, you know, ask yourself what are some of your favorite psalms? Uh, You know, especially Psalm 91, that's the typical. Um, And if you haven't studied that, let me encourage you, get into that psalm. That psalm talks about the protection of God over you and your loved ones. How many know we need the protection of God? You'll be amazed how much detail and to the level of protection that God wants to give you and your family and your kids to the point it says it gives the, the symbolicness of you won't even stub your toe. How many know that's protection? See, Missy and I, my wife and I, every time our kids went out when they were younger to school or wherever, we always claimed and proclaimed Psalm 91, that angels are given a mandate to protect and garrison around our kids and protect them. How many know we need that in today's society, amen? So there's so much in the book of Psalms. It's a phenomenal book, love it. And I'm starting Psalm 1. Now, you may say, well, okay, duh, first Wednesday, why not Psalm 1? Well, it really, I didn't plan it that way per se. It is my favorite psalm, by the way, Psalm 1. But it literally is Psalm 1 for a reason, and in, in, you know, uh, preceding uh, all 150, because in this psalm, the key is, Psalm 1, that if we apply what it's saying, listen, you'll you'll extract the benefits of the 149 others. That's why it's Psalm 1, amen? So with that in mind, let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we, we never purpose to indulge ourselves in your word without your help, without your help for us to be able to receive and listen and, and, and uh, obtain what we need to, to retain and hear. So Father, help those listening not to be distracted because we know the enemy would love to distract us to uh, keep us from receiving the impartation of your word. Mark chapter four declares his workings on that. But we're a whole lot smarter and we're way ahead of our enemy. And that's why we're proclaiming that we are receiving help to listen and receive. And Father, you're helping me to uh, be able to proclaim and and speak your oracles, to speak your word, to, to bring your thoughts and to bring your wit and to bring your wisdom. And Father, we need that, and we thank you for that, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' wonderful name, and all that agreed said. Amen. Amen. Let's look at our notes, if you can. How many chapters? I just want to give you a quick synopsis of the book of Psalms, because you'll, you'll, you know, some may not know this, because uh, remember, some are just starting out in their journey. Some of you here tonight maybe haven't started your journey with the Lord. We're going to give you opportunity later to make the greatest decision you can ever make in your life, and that's to receive Jesus. How many know that's true for those who have received Jesus, right? Come on, help those folks out here tonight because there may be some here who've never yet received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Uh, So how many chapters in Psalms? 150. Go ahead, fill that in if you can. There's 150. Psalm 119 is the longest, by the way. If you ever get a chance, look through Psalm 119, incredible, incredible insights in that particular chapter. Who wrote the Psalms? Who wrote the Psalms? Well, there are various authors. We had Moses. Now, Moses, you mean? If you're new to the Bible, who's Moses? Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston. How many know that? Right? <laughs> Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston. That, thats who Moses is. Then you have David. David, you know, David and Goliath. How many remember the story of David and Goliath? Right? Shepherd boy ends up becoming king, one of the greatest kings of Israel, though very flawed, though a lot of weaknesses but he was considered the apple of God's eye. How many know that's pretty cool? So how many know there's hope for you and I? I mean, the things that King David did, I'm sure, I'm sure here most never even thought of doing, let alone have done, but because he kept his heart passionate for the Lord, he was considered the apple of God's eye. Then you have Solomon, who was the son of David, King David. Uh, Solomon considered one of the wisest men ever and one of the richest men ever yet to this day. Uh, they say nobody has come close to the wealth that Solomon had. Then there's Asaph. Asap basically is the grandson of Samuel. Uh, Samuel was the prophet who actually anointed King David uh, to be king when he was a shepherd boy. And then you have uh, descendants of Korah and uh, you know, don't need to get into that but that's basically the authors of the book of Psalms. And then what are the Psalms? They're basically the hymns of God's people, hymns of God's people. And what is the purpose of Psalms? The book of Psalms expresses worship. But not only does it help us to uh, understand worship and the importance of worship, a lot of the insights and, and, and keys to living a successful life are in Psalms. See, a lot of times we think Proverbs is the golden nuggets of wisdom only, and how to live life successfully. But Psalms has much, much to be extracted and to, to dig and to go for, to help us live the successful life that God has for us. And it's always intriguing to me that these nuggets of truth, these golden nuggets of truth, how to live life successfully in Psalms, a lot of those golden nuggets came out of worship. A lot of those insights for success in life and living victorious and whom God is and what he's all about and how much he loves us, came out of worship. How many believe that's pretty cool? And, and, and I like to, men. If, if I could, I would take many weeks and teach on worship just to men, just in a, in a setting of a group of men because I have a heartbeat for men uh, who, who seem to struggle, men mostly, seem to struggle when it comes to worship. Um, But, you know, because, come on, I've been doing this a long time, pastor, and all you got to do is look across the sanctuary doing worship in a church service, and most men are staring. Worship team said, amen. Because we feel, you know, our wives do enough singing for us. I don't know if we think it's not cool or appropriate or we, man, I I tell you something, the coolest thing you could ever do as a man of God is break before the Lord. I tell you, you want to get your macho groove on, man, worship Jesus. I'm telling you, I think I, I look pretty cool. Pastor Dave, you think I look pretty cool? I'm okay as a man, right? I love to worship Jesus. The only thing I gotta watch is I'm trying to get my, my moves on, and I can't. We're in church. How I many you know what I mean? I don't know why it just comes over me. Easy now, because I just I can't stand still. How I many you know what I'm talking about, right? But anyways, let me get back on track. I'm getting off track. Men and women, let, let me tell you something. You, you want the truths to the key, hidden keys of your family, maybe some things that you're going through, worship. Some of your your mom, you moms and dads, your kids are going astray, and you need you just don't know what to do. You're at your wits' end. Worship. Your finances just don't seem to go right. Worship. Attack on your body with sickness and disease. Worship. Don't seem to be getting ahead at your workplace and not getting the raise or whatever a promotion you need. Worship. Something about it. Amen. Psalm one. Here we go. Psalm 1, blessed. This is in the amplified translation, by the way. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. How many of you know that's a good way to start the book of Psalms? Come on, you with me tonight? It's so good. I'm gonna read it again. Blessed. Now I'm looking at it all of you. Happy. All right? Fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. How many of the world, world, people who don't know Jesus yet, should envy us? Now, there are seasons where you're struggling, and, and it seems like you're not successful. I understand that. Been there, done it. But if we apply some of the things we're going to learn tonight and throughout this study of Psalms, listen, listen, you will get your success, I tell believers this this all the time. You are guaranteed success if. God guarantees us success, but it's if we apply what he says to apply from his word. How many believe it's good to know there's success waiting for you? (laughs) Three people. It's good. I'm proud of the three that Hey, man, bro, I'll give you double count for that. Raise both hands. Everybody else thought it was a trick. (laughs) Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable is the person who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and active in the path where sinners walk, nor do they sit down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But, everybody say, but, his delight, in desire are in the word of God, and not his word, the precepts, the instructions, and the teachings of God. God wants to instruct you, everybody look at me. God wants to instruct you and teach you every single day of your life when you awaken to give you the success you'd so long in, to have and desire. Those successful instructions and successful teachings are awaiting you. The golden nuggets in the box, if you will, are yours. But you've gotta be willing to crack that box open and stay at it for that success to transform your life. Transformation takes time. And, and a lot of times as, as, as people, let alone Christians, we want, and, and I don't want to be cliche-ish, but a lot of times we want instantaneous success. It doesn't work that way. Because he's trying to get our noodle here, our brain clean and renewed and thinking different. And that takes time and that takes the word of God. But our delight and our desire in the word of God, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, we habitually, mark that word habitually, We habitually meditate, ponder, and study. Ponder and study, I want you to mark both those words. Instead of underlining, I want you to circle, ponder and circle studies. There's a difference between the two. By day and by night. What do you think by day and by night means? Everybody say all day. All All the writer is saying to us right there is not just in the morning when you get up, and not just at night before you go to bed, it's all in between. So every chance you get, you you and I should be consuming the word of God. Now, I say that very freely because it's very easy. It wasn't always easy for me, but it becomes easier as time goes on because I'm hooked. How many know what I'm talking about? How many remember your first, how many can remember back your first donut? Come on, think back. I'm just, I'm going to go... How many can remember your first, I can. That's as weird as it gets. I remember as little of a kid, I remember my first donut. I'm going to tell you something, I was hooked. But some things, like broccoli, how many know it takes a little while, a little persuasion to be what? Hooked. How many know there's a difference between a donut and broccoli? What's better for you? broccoli. I was thinking donut, but I can't say it, brother. You know what I mean? Now they have those donuts. They're like organic material in them and substances. And come on, it's a donut fried. I don't care what organic was in that donut. You put it in a fried grease, it's dead. It's just dead. And it tastes good because you killed everything good in it. Amen. But learning habitually to to consume things that are healthy for us is the key because spiritually God's word is the health for us. And it goes on to say, I love this, look at this, and you shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water ready to bring forth its fruit in its season Its leaf also should not fade or wither, and everything he does, everything he does, oh my gosh, look at the word, look at the word, come on. See, we we can't hurry up through this, even though I'm pressed for time, but come on, look at this word, it's not in there to tease you. The author didn't say, you know what, how can we really sell the Bible? King James didn't get in there and say, you know what, the Bible's not selling well, it's later after he got changed because he didn't want nobody to have the Bible. But anyways, and he didn't get in there and say, hey, how can we make the Bible really sell? Oh, let's put words in there like all, for sure, everything. How many understand that? God put it in there for a reason. Now look at this word. And look at this statement. And everything you do shall Prosper. Come on. Whew. Everything. Look at verse four. Not so with the wicked, those who disobedient in living without God. It's not so with them. Now let me tell you something. You could be a Christian and living without God. Man, God, I'm thinking. You can be a Christian and not living with God and for God. That means you received, asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, and you asked him to forgive of your sin, and you got the Savior part down pat, but you never really chose for Jesus to be your Lord. They call that, you know, the old Pentecostal statement is you got your fire insurance. How many know what I'm talking about? Fire insurance. You know for sure you're not going to hell, but you're going to heaven because you have Jesus as your savior, but you're trying to live life on your own. It doesn't, man, how many know it doesn't work that way? I say it all the time, and I'm gonna ask it again. How many believe God's a whole lot smarter than you? Turn to your neighbor, help convince them. Tell them God's smarter than you. And it goes on to say the hit list, if you will, and the, the, the struggles and the terribleness that will happen to those who don't walk in obedience to the Lord. Everybody say, not for me. Let's go to our growth goals for the sake of time. Here we go. Think on this. Back to your notes. Every deed or action is a seed and every day is a harvest. If that statement doesn't excite you, that proves why I'm teaching this. I, um, that is, uh, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. I love that concept. I'm not successful every day with it, but I'll tell you what, my wife will amen it. it's truth, I strive every day to live that. Let me read it again. Every deed, action is a seed and every day is a harvest. In other words, whatever I've done today is going to, Listen, it's going to catch up to me sometime tomorrow. And if I've gone today without the input of God's mind, and I went yesterday without the input of God's wit, and I went the day before without the uh, input of God's wisdom, and the day before that and the day before that, I am in trouble in the days to come. I'm coming up empty Will God still love me? Of course, folks. His nature is to love. Matter of fact, that's why he has you come to church and hear instruction like this that makes you uncomfortable. Because he's trying to say, hey, I don't want you waking up tomorrow and coming up empty. Coming up empty in your marriage. Coming up empty in your parenting. Amen? Amen. Coming up empty and controlling your flesh and your carnal side, which is a whole new teaching. Some of you understand what I'm talking about when I say that, right? Every deed, action is a seed, and every day is a harvest. Now, look at this. Ultimately, we are sowing for where we are going. You're sowing for where you are going every day. Amen, Lord. See, he said, Yeah, come on, Ken. Come on, son preach its <laughs> own growth goals look at your notes real quick i know we've got to hurry up through this but i'm not going to hurry up that much without giving you literally 30 seconds and this is a test 30 seconds i want you to write down one growth goal write it down What's one growth goal you have one growth goal you have now for some of the guys you're going to look cool because you ain't got notes you ain't doing nothing some of you, just think it in your mind. Do yourself a favor, think it in your mind. Or have your wife write it down for you like you're doing for all the other notes. Growth goals. Write one. 15 seconds left. Time's up. Okay, if you couldn't think of one, now I'm not saying this to condemn you, been there, done it. I've had to exercise myself and my ways through this. I understand exactly. But if you couldn't think of one, you're in trouble. And the reason you couldn't think of one is you haven't trained yourself to think this way. You gotta train your mind, you gotta train yourself to think this way. Because this is what happens. We learn to get up, go to our job, do our job the best we can, get our paycheck, come home, pay our bills, make sure, for, especially for men, make sure there's food on the table, make sure the house is taken care of, take care of us, and that's life. And never learn how to train ourselves, how to strive and get better, number one, of who we are. You should be changing as a Christian, listen, you should be changing and transforming Constantly. Now, there'll be some seasons you'll change quicker than others. Everybody said, there are some seasons and some, listen, everybody look at me and forgive me if we don't finish the notes. I've really got to go with my heart on this. Is that okay? There'll be some seasons where it seems like it's a long going with certain areas of your life of change and some of it will be years. Years. There's some areas in some of you here tonight, God's been working on you for years. But here's what I wanna do to encourage you. It's not as bad as it was. I'll give you an example. You may still lose your temper here and there. But it's not as bad as it was. Oh, you, you may still, with some in, still deal with some impatience, but it's not as, come on. Everybody say growth. Everybody say process. Can you see that? But this is what we do. We give up. We get discouraged. Or some say it's too big. It's too large. There's no way I'm going to tackle it. Or it's like what I said earlier. We just don't know how because we've never been trained to even to have goals in growth. See, goals isn't just for the new year resolution stuff. Kick that out, sometimes, I don't wanna say I despise, sometimes the whole new year thing just drives me nuts. Because it's not just the new year thing, kicking in the new year and get your your goals out. You should live that way every day. You should conquer a goal, accomplish it and move on to the next. You should be eating, sleeping and drinking goals. That's scriptural. To me that's what makes life exciting. Don't you think life will get dull? The same old, I don't want to be the same person I am today a year or 10 years from now. Matter of fact, I'm giving Pastor David, I'm going to be so buff in about two years. You better watch it, man. <laughs> Come on. Are you all, the, are you seniors sitting, the ladies? No, I meant, the, I meant, the, I'm coming over here, sweetheart. They are, they are all crazy. I meant for the men, middle-aged men said, Amen. Whew, I tried Pastor. I tried to get out of that one. I don't know. I want to eat Doritos every day like you do. I want to do it. Come on, Pastor David. I'm going to do it. Everybody say growth goals. Verse one, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable, as we talked about. Now look at the key word study. Inactive defined. Now in this, it says that to nor stand, if you look at the verse, verse one, I'm trying to extract this real quick before we go to it, nor stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. Now look at, back down here, it says inactive Define. It means to be passive, sluggish, unmoving, and here's your blank, immobile. If we become inactive, When it comes to the pursuit of growth in the things of God in our life, it proves we've become passive, sluggish, unmoving, and immobile. How many know God can't even do anything with that? Look at the synonyms for that. Lazy is your other blank, or idle. How many know... See, I picked the synonym lazy for the blank for a reason. And again, my heart isn't to condemn us. I'm just talking straight. I know from my experience, but I know from other Christians' uh, experiences, we have a tendency to be lazy. Won't read our Bible. Oh, because we're busy. Man, I say this all the time. There's no way you are too busy to read your Bible every day. And I wish I could come to your house because I'll prove it. Because there's this thing that all your furniture in your living room points to. And, and, and especially men, we spent a lot of money on this puppy. And nobody allowed to touch the remote. And you're so good with that remote that you don't even look anymore. You just sit there and move your fingers. Boom! Boom! You you know every button. It's like the blind person with the you know just you just know it. You just braille. Bra- just oh, there volume. You just poof. Don't tell me you don't have time. Don't don't tell me you don't have time. Now I'm saying it straight like this because you want success. I don't know if I really do. Nah. If you are breathing. It's innate in every human being by the breath of God for you to want success. Because the breath you got is from God. And God himself is a God of constant progress. Prove it to you. The universe, they've proven over and over and over, it's constantly progressing. There are suns and other planets being birthed as we are here right now. So many they can't even count them. Why? Because God spoke it into being. And when God speaks, what's inside him continues. And God said, light be, light was for us, meaning our son was formed, and it continued to form other sons because God's word's eternal. And the very essence and nature of God is progress. So I tell believers all the time, if you're going to follow after God, you must train yourself for progress. You must train yourself for growth. You've got to start teaching yourself about growth and change and progress and progressing and success and prosper. You've got to because it's the nature of God. Glad that went over well. Let's look at an Antonym. Look at this, something opposite. Just simply means to be lively, fill that in. Life, give life. Give life to the life that God's given you, but you've got to give it every day and go to the source of life. This Psalm's telling us the world does not have the, in other words, that means you don't go to work and talk to your friends who don't know Jesus about the problems in your life. Yes. Hey, I was one of them, man. They don't have a clue. They may mean well, but they have no source of life and wisdom. <laughs> Come on, folks. Isn't that what this Psalms telling us? So quit going to your unbelieving friends or family even or neighbors or coworkers. Get yourself in this house of God. Find other believers. Pay them to be your friend if you have to. I'm telling you, man, become an usher or a greeter or the children's ministry, the first Find somewhere to serve. Carry around $20 bills and just start paying people to go to lunch with you. You need godly friends. Amen. And quit acting like you just want, can I do this? I'm going to do it anyways. Quit coming in, especially for those of you watching online, your Sunday morning folk. Quit coming in like you, you just all uninterested. Quit coming in late. Sometimes I'll be out in the gathering place. And worship's done. Pastor Don's about halfway done. And folk coming into church. <laughs> now, how many know you can be late, stuff happens. But some of you, almost every Sunday, coming in the same time. You know what I say to them now? Better late than never. I want to say, now you know why we moved the offering to the end. <laughs> 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 we going to get you we thought about out there by the parking lot we the gate ain't opening to nah man could you see Pastor Rob doing that Pastor Cody the gate yeah Carlos let's do this the gate won't open till they put something in the bucket there's like a little sensor there we're going to get you quit coming to church like you disinterested with everybody around you are you kidding me the people here someone here has your treasure they have your golden nugget quit coming in like you all narcissistic you're not narcissistic you bust that thing coming in cuz you interested in everybody who got my golden nugget today <laughs> who got it i got 20 dollar bills who got my golden nugget Lunch, you should, you should do a sign. Free lunch with me for my golden nugget. Just do it. Or walk around with a sign. Who got my golden nugget? You got my golden nugget? You got my golden nugget? Somebody got your golden nugget, folks. You know what that means? They've been through what you're going through. Quit coming to church like you don't care about the people. around. Oh, they, they don't care. Are you kidding me? Would I paid the price to obtain wisdom, the, the price that it takes to gain wisdom, I can't wait to sit down with somebody and say, <sighs> hey, I'll be like, let me show you this scar. Let me show you. now. Nah, let me tell you, when my wife and I almost came to divorce, and let me tell you, let me show you this scar, how we worked our way through it. That's right. That's right. I got the scars to prove it, because she beat me. <laughs> she, she said, you ain't She said, you ain't going nowhere, boy, because I'll kill you if you walk out that door. How many men know that works? (laughs) Heavenly Father, we we stop and pause because there are people who are hurting here tonight. A lot of times the reason they act disinterested, with others around them, with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who truly someone truly does have the golden nugget that they need because they're hurting. Maybe they've trusted before and and it didn't work. Maybe they are so victimized and believe they're such a victim in life and because of life that they're not even worth the golden nugget. There's so much pain and so much wound within them they just don't know what to do. Father, we understand we're sensitive to that. we brought some levity to it and that was to help everyone laugh and understand we're all the same we all understand but we also understand sooner or later they're going to have to make the decision in the midst of the pain in the midst of the hurt and even in the midst of the bleeding that's going on in their soul they're going to have to choose to quit being a victim and choose to be a victor they're going to have to choose victory Lord, if I'm hurting, I wound myself or I'm wounded by someone else physically, even though there's pain, I'm rushing myself to the hospital. Father, there's soul pain in many of your precious people and they've got to see themselves literally desiring and wanting to rush themselves Church, the hospital, if you will, the answer to their pain. And symbolically, there's a lot of nurses and doctors here, and I don't mean in the natural. I mean brothers and sisters in Christ who have the golden nugget in truths to help heal their wounds. So, Father, before we give an opportunity for those to receive Jesus, everyone here tonight with me, we're gonna pray this prayer, not just for us here tonight, but for those who attend Sunday, for those who maybe have walked away from church and haven't been to church for a while, and even for those who are going to be coming to church eventually. So I need everyone to join me with your heart right now, and Father, this is what we ask. We ask for the remainder of this year for Tree of Life Church and everyone that walks through the doors of this church our healing process begins now child of God listen I'm speaking something that's prophetic I'm speaking something right now in spite of the Holy Spirit it's something that God is saying for this church for the remainder of this year because he is thinking of the people that are here wounded and hurting and those who are coming so father we speak that and what a privilege that we're here tonight joining our faith for this Lord And we're going to hear of the testimonies of people who said, I've walked through the doors and man, the healing process began because I began to develop a relationship with so-and-so and and -and so-and-so and this person. We're going to hear about the relationships being developed because scripturally, scripturally, it's the key to their healing process. All through scripture, we see those who were wounded and hurting whether by their own hand or by the hand of others, relationships. Lord, we can just simply say David and Jonathan, King David, and his fellow friend and and, 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 and brother-in-arms, if you will, Jonathan helped each other through life struggles. Many, many other examples. So, Father, that's our prayer. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church